ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter, your host, and my guest this week I'm very excited to talk to is Deborah McDonald. And uh, Deborah, I reached out to Deborah actually after um, a long time. I, I, I had met her previously and not in person. I don't think we've ever met in person. No. And uh, uh, I reached out on LinkedIn. I had a, a prompting to do so. So we'll talk about that a little later. I want to tell you a little bit about Deborah. She is a successful entrepreneur, trainer, and real estate investor. She knows what it takes to be successful. Maybe that's why I reached out. <laughs> Her background and experience in franchising, corporate training, human resource management, and real estate investing supports her mission of financial freedom for women. She lives by her purpose, leading and inspiring others to be in charge of their own life, live their dreams and spend time on what matters most. She also believes in building some uh, income diversification through various wealth building strategies and is passionate about the power of leverage and uh, uses this to build effective teams in her network marketing organization and joint ventures in real estate. Deborah has traveled the world, which included living in Italy for three years with her husband and two children. And when you get to know Deborah, you will discover her zest for life and her desire to make a difference in the life of in the lives of others. And I know she's just come back from another wonderful time in Florida. So welcome, Deborah, to the show. Wow. Thank you, Janice. I'm just so excited to be here. And I, I was so pleased when you reached out to me. I went, we've known each other on social media for a while now. And I've heard many great things about you. So this was just like such a treat um, to, to be invited to your podcast. So thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. So let's dig right in to yeah. what um, financial freedom for women means and looks like for you, because you teach people, you train women, you inspire women to do that. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's a, a great subject. You know, it's one of the things I guess I could start off with is my background and then I'll sort of lead into that. If Absolutely. That's okay. You know, um, just so you know, my journey took me right from being, you know, sort of an entrepreneur right from the very beginning. My whole motto is life by design. And so that's why I teach this to, to others. So it started early on. I'm a farm kid from Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Everything that we had in terms of, say, income or money, it just seemed like we were always poor, right? But it all went into the land because my parents believed in building assets. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I gained from their, you know, sort of up, my upbringing with them is like, you know, the work ethic, because you have to work really darn hard. And, you know, it just brought me that you know, entrepreneurial spirit. So by the age of 17, I was on my own and then, you know, sort of left the farm and went to the big city, right? But one thing I did when I started um, like living in the city was I had no money. Um, nobody paid for my schooling. It was all me paying for my schooling. I worked three jobs. So they were pretty much all part time. But I had this crazy vision, this idea to have a little red sports car. 
So I said, I'm going to have this by the age of 21. What does a farm kid want with a sports car, right? <laughs> so by you 21. You probably watched a lot of on TV or saw it in a lot of magazines or something. Yeah, something. But I didn't have a vision board at the time like I do right. now. It was something was manifesting in there. Sure. So anyways, I got this car. I paid $3,500 cash. And at that time, it was a lot of money, as you probably well know. Sure. And it was a, a, a British TR6 sports car convertible. So that's a classic. Like, why would I even go there? I have no idea. But I bought this car and paid cash and I had it for over 10 years and absolutely loved it. I called it my freedom car. So that's why I want to really inspire people to build financial freedom. But so it started there with that manifesting. So that mindset of, you know, where you are um, and being able to like fulfill those dreams that, you know, we sometimes just put aside when we get older or when we have children or when we don't have enough money in the bank and so on and so forth. Um, and then just to go on with my journey a little bit more to expand how I got to where I am now is I did at the age of 24 buy a franchise in a partnership. And that was a lot of money to invest at the time. And I really didn't have any money, but I found the money. Okay. But I worked crazy hours, 14 hour days, seven days a week, that kind of thing. And I realized that that's really great, but I'm young. I don't want to do this forever. Right. So as it turned out, I met my husband and he's an air force pilot at and I just, after three years of working in that business, I decided to move on with him. And we moved again to another city, sold my business, sold my house, sold everything just for love. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love what you do too, right? And love who you're with kind of thing. So um, that's kind of what led me to, you know, another career. Um, and then led me into like the direct sales and network marketing model working for myself. Mm -hmm. But Along the way, there was a tragedy that really kind of opened up my eyes and was a defining moment. And we all have defining moments in our life. But what is it that's going to really make a change for you? So when we were, um, we were kept moving, buying houses and selling houses and having kids and this kind of thing, double careers. I was a sales trainer for Estee Lauder Cosmetics at the time for Western Canada. So here we are, you know, basically my mom was my nanny and we were out of town a lot of times at the same time. That's crazy, you know, but we were pregnant with our second child and just at birth, we delivered her and she wasn't breathing. So we had a, just a horrible, devastating time with that. And that's when I realized, what am I doing with my life? That we're on this double hamster wheel. Why yes. are we, you know, like we thought that was normal though, that it was normal to live like that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided that I was not going to live like this anymore. So we ended up making some changes. And so now I can inspire women, you know, not just for financial freedom, but for really like knowing what you want and going after what you want and believing in it. And so that's all part of the mindset coaching that I do. And, you know, inside of that weaves in the financial freedom, because if you have enough money to, to not worry about paying the bills, mm -hmm. you're going to feel less stress you're going to feel more in balance. You know, would you agree? You Absol absolutely. I, I know that, you know, I have made choices in my life over the years that have um, cost me, cost our family in a way financially, because I wanted to have the freedom to be with my child to like my, I have two daughters, two different situations they are 11 years apart. And the first one was um, I was a single 
parent with her for a while or, or a divorced parent, however you want to look at it. And I taught school at the time and she, I made her come with, I basically chose to have her be at my school when she was of school age. So I could be next, close to her. And that right. was amazing. And I was lucky to be able to do that. But when I had my second child, 11 years later, um, so incredible. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I worked, um, but I didn't go back to teaching because I didn't, for a long story, but anyway, um, uh, I did training at the telephone company, but I did it as a contractor and I did it so that I could choose to be not working on Friday when she had a basketball game and things like that. But it cost us financially um, in the long run, but I'll never, I'm never sorry of that. But I, to, to your point though, there are times when I could feel it in my gut that the money was an issue, you know, for me. And so to have that freedom, but to have leverage is another whole thing. And I know that with um, the work that you do with network marketing and direct sales type of businesses, that's what we talk about. That's what the goal is, right? For financial freedom is to build that leverage. But that doesn't come so easily for a lot of people. No, not at all. You're absolutely right. It's, yeah, I love that you brought that up because, you know, again, it's this entrepreneurial mindset. And I, I think, let me go back to someone that was one of my big mentors. And I, I even like, I keep his book close to me. It's um, Cashflow Quadrant with Rich Dad, um, Robert, Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his quadrant with the E, the yeah. S, the B and the I, when yeah. I started learning this, I, I found out about him when I probably my second year in direct sales. And this is when it kind of moved me into thinking differently because I've been an employee. I've been self-employed as a franchise owner. Now I need to be on the B and the I quadrant because these are the ones that give you the residual passive income. These are the ones where you can create leverage. And this is where financial freedom is. And more than anything, people want time freedom. Like you you took the time, even though it affected your finances, That's you wanted right. the time with your family, which matters most, right? But if we can have a little bit more of that financial security along with that time freedom is what I really want to teach people. Mm -hmm. That's what I ended up doing as I went into, so there was, um, you know, that tragedy that happened. We then had to move overseas, which was great because it was Italy, you know, for three years. Wonderful. Okay. But it was tough because number one, I didn't speak the language. My husband, so I learned myself or, or got some training. Yeah. My husband was deployed a lot of the time and I was a single mom to two kids. Cause by that time we had our third child, right? So there I was by myself, not knowing anything. And it was crazy because you're living on the economy. I wasn't living on a Canadian base where everybody else was Canadian mm -hmm. with me. I was literally just with the Italians, right? Mm -hmm. Super amazing people out there. But then when I came back, I went, what do I do? So that's when I said, I'm going to have a home-based business, create this balance in my life. But it meant one less income for the first part of it, right? Just like you were talking about. So what I decided to do was just start looking around. And before you know it, my sister invites me to look at a health and wellness company. And I'm going, I don't think so. I really don't think that's for me. You know, you can tell your sister anything, right? Sure. You can say no to her, but she's still will continue to nudge you no matter what. She said, Deb, where are you going to find the income and be able to stay at home at the same time if you don't consider this idea. She mm -hmm. says, just take a look at it. What do you have to lose? What if you could actually make money 
good money, like replace your full-time income and still be home with your children. So that what that would mean for me was working about 20 hours a week on my business and then having the rest of the family time and still making a good income. Well, it happened within a year and a half, I replaced my full-time income. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, this is possible. But there's some things that you mentioned before about, you know, a lot of people don't know how to get there, right? Mm. Especially well, especially, I was just going to say 20 hours a week. Yeah. Um, so four hours a day, mm -hmm. five day week. Um, getting started in network marketing or direct sales business. I think it probably, at least all the stories I've heard, from other people, because I have to say that, you know, I have some sense of, of uh, a moderate success in it. I've been in network marketing for 13 years, but nothing like you, nothing like some of the other high earners that I know. And I think it, it feels as though it would take a lot more time, but maybe I just don't work smart enough. I don't know. So, well, there's, there's a lot to it. Like there is really one of the biggest things is mindset. And I know you already have the mindset around that, but what we have to think about is I, I don't, I don't suggest people start full-time into to network marketing. Right. I was, I did that because I just had this feeling and intuition that I'm going to make this thing happen. Just like I did with that little red sports car. Okay. Back to <laughs> So, but what I do, what, just to tell you, my struggles at the beginning is I didn't know anyone in Ottawa when we first moved here for, and to start a network marketing business. Like, okay, how do you do that? Good info. Yes. Yeah. So I don't have a network, right? Okay, where am I going to find them? And I have no clue how to do it. Even though I was entrepreneurial, I still didn't know how to do it. So I followed my coaches and my leaders and just my success leaders. And I followed them and made sure I did exactly what they told me to do, but putting my own personality into it because the way that they may sound maybe not quite right for me, but I can adjust that because I've, I've, I've got that spirit too. I can be that entrepreneur. And even if you're not an entrepreneur to begin with, you're working full-time in a job, still start something on the side is what I say. Mm -hmm. Start five hours a week, start 10 hours a week. Maybe you won't get to replacing your income in the first year, but it can happen. So we teach people how to do that. But what I did when I did finally reach my full-time income is I took my business profits and I popped them into down payments for real estate investments. So this was my wealth strategy. So that's when I started reading, like was really into this guy here. And I ended up buying 13 properties in five years. Wow. Okay. Based on my business profits, moving them into that. So as I continued to work my network marketing business, I still ended up building new in, uh, investments. Now, the reason I did this is because I believe in assets. Okay. It, you know, you could be a six figure income earner, a seven figure income earner and all that jazz. And that's fantastic. But most people in this model will not reach that. I mean, they say it's like 97% of the people out there will never, ever reach right. you know, um, good incomes. Even if you had $500 a month, $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, that can help people, especially in this economy. Right now. Oh, totally. And start, you've got to start somewhere. So what I do is I teach people how to build that passive residual income by putting the money that you do make or mm -hmm. part of it into the right type of asset. So go, go ahead. ahead. No. I was going to say that it 
does it have to be direct sales? No, this is the model I've chosen. I really like it because it has the concept of leverage because you can build teams. So right now I'm building a global network mm-hmm. all across the world and I don't have to be with every single person and that they're building their business. They're enjoying their products. They're enjoying their customers and their client um, business partners. And I'm doing the same, but we're like part of the whole collective. That's the whole network business that I did forget what I was going to say before. (laughs) Um, That's okay. So, um, but what it does make me think though, is, um, well, two things, one in direct sales network marketing, there's that age old question of, do you lead with the product or do you lead with the business? And in that same sort of area, um, how do you know, I know this is a, a loaded question. How do you know if you think so, that someone is going to be that person? To, to, to invest or to, 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 be, to be a team member that will work oh, and build your team. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know anything. Yeah. You don't know anything about what that person's going to do. Like, let's go back to my sister. She didn't know if I was going to say yes, or if I was going to build it. And even if I did say yes, how am I going to build it? And is it going to be sustainable and successful for me? Mm -hmm. So it's like in any business, I know people that are life coaches that are chiropractors that are, um, you know, lawyer, lawyers, you know, you you, like, well, like self-employed in a sense, right? they don't know, like some are very successful at it and some aren't like you've heard that before is how can one person can be successful as a life coach and another person isn't, right. you know, it's, it's so much of the mindset and so much of how you build your own prosperity, like in your own mind. So I believe it's a lot of mindset issues. I also believe that there's an emotional intelligence type piece behind that. That's a really big part of it because as you know, in, in direct sales, it's kind of roller coaster because you're reaching out to people, you're building relationships, which is your forte is to build those relationships. If it's LinkedIn or wherever these days before it was networking events. Yes. So when I said back um, a little while ago that I didn't know anyone in Ottawa, one of the women that I did meet she said to me, as a stay-at-home mom, you're, the people you're around are your kids and maybe your neighbors and the dog park and whatever. She said, you're going to have to go do some networking. And mm. I went, oh, really? She said, I'm <laughs> going to invite you to the networking event. Well, I became a network in queen, in a sense. I went to all of the different networking uh, in-person events because yes. that's all you could do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but and there were times when I'd have to be there at seven in the morning and my husband is looking after my kids and getting them off to school every week on a Wednesday. Like I did that. Yes. People aren't prepared to go networking. They're not prepared to go out and meet people. They don't like, they kind of think the business is just going to come to them just because they announced it, that they have, they're now an entrepreneur, but I believe you have to really go out there and meet people and build relationships and not spam them. You're right. Not. I think there's a there's two yeah. things around that now. Today, I think that it's it's easier for some people, especially the introverts, um, to network online than it was to do it in person. Yes. However, the same the same um, uh, uh, challenges are still there in that you have to follow up with people and you have to actually talk to people to make things happen. <laughs> 
right? So, uh, yeah. So um, I think we save a lot of time driving um, by not having to do that anymore. However, you still have to find the places that you feel comfortable networking, the types yes. of events that you feel comfortable with. Um, but something you said earlier, actually, I think I do remember what I was going to say is you said something about, you know, you feel it's important to have assets. Well, I think, you know, just as a, a, an observation, it obviously goes back to when you were a kid on the farm, yeah. you know, because land was important to your family yeah. and that's what they built and, um, and sustained. And somehow it's in your blood, right? The, yeah. the land is important because real estate was something I never um, experienced in terms of my family. And yet when I left teaching um, and started into the network marketing field, because I was in, um, well, the company I'm with, which is Send Out Cards, which is now called Greener Still because it has other offerings, but Send Out Cards was a tool that anyone I felt in business could use. And so I, I tended to be drawn to realtors for some reason, realtors and mortgage workers. Oh. And I mean, they're, they're great um, uh, prospects for that business and for the products. Um, and I don't know, but the, I love being around real estate, but I've never invested in it myself. So it's kind of, I always find it a strange conundrum, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, so uh, what do you, do you think though, that when you're talking to people and you're looking for people as you're building your team, I know you don't know who it's going to be, but there must be certain characteristics that you find or that you notice. What would you say they are? Well, one of the biggest things is their attitude hmm. about life in general sure. and about themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like their positive sort ofness about themselves. Like if you find people that are really positive about themselves, maybe are in more of a secure kind of, um, uh, what's the theory? Like there's, you've heard of the different, um, what's the word? I'm just, just lost it for a sec. Okay. But anyways, it, they, have more of a self-starter, self-directed kind of way about them, they would likely maybe look at the whole vision of your, of your, what you have to offer. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they are more just let's, let's just say I'm, I meet someone that works for the government here in Ottawa, they may be very secure in their financial stability because they get a pension and everything like that. They may not be that open to learning about other ways of, of earning income. However, that being said, there's a lot of government employees that do have their own side businesses, you know? So it just depends. I think it's really about their mindset, about their emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. how they believe in themselves. And that's one of the things in my coaching, I talk about the attitude of gratitude, and this, this, your why is number one, my why was to, to be with my family. Okay. Right. And it still is. And I guess, you know, I've kind of been born and raised that way. And then believing in yourself and then being willing to learn the business model. If you're not willing to be a student of this, I had to be a student of it, even though I came from so-called being an entrepreneur, but I also came from corporate too, and HR and all of that. So you have to be open to and willing to learn and be that student so then you can go and coach and mentor others down the road because yes, there's, there's a huge part of um, direct sales network marketing that is um, personal development absolutely yeah and that's where i get into uh, simon simon sinek's book the why also another book i know you were talking about books and what 
um, mm -hmm. I just read a ton like this for oh, the four agreements yeah. or the, um, the other one, you know, uh, Napoleon Hill. I started that right when I was a franchise owner, like I started doing personal growth and development right from then. Mm -hmm. So, but remember when my sister introduced me to this, I was closed at the beginning. Yeah. So I still, even though I did all of that, you know, with my personal growth mm -hmm. and development, I still was close to an opportunity. And it was when she said, what if you could? Yes. And then I said to myself, why not me? Yes. And why not now? Yes. And so we have to take some of those leaps of faith. And, you know, some people think it's a big risk, but when you invest in a network marketing business, you're talking about anywhere between $250 to maybe $2,500 mm -hmm. in your business. The franchise is With like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, an online marketing uh, business can be, you know, much more affordable as well. Mm -hmm. But when you can get your return on your investment so much faster, I mean, right. it takes, I would, why would I buy a Tim Hortons franchise? I mean, yeah. that would be crazy. Plus you have to work your whole time, unless you have multiple units or multiple franchises, you know, that's the whole idea. So I really teach people is if it, even if it's not direct sales, um, try something else, you know, that you want to build, mm -hmm. just get some coaching around it and mentoring. And I can do that as well. I can mentor people in real estate investing. I just find out what it is that they want to do. They don't have to be involved in direct sales, but I will say it's such a great vehicle because it's leverage. You have multiple streams coming in from your one company. Okay. Mm -hmm. that you're building because you're doing it the right way, mm -hmm. not the wrong way. So would you there's uh, sorry, then there's just multiple streams coming from my real estate. It could be other assets you're building, you know, right. depends on your risk tolerance. It depends yes. on your, a lot of things, but I can guide people that way. So do you find though, that, um, is part of what you do holding people accountable? Is that part of the, yes, coaching? I was, I was going to just talk about that because again, in my coaching, what I do is talk about how people need to take consistent action. If you're not yes. consistent, you're you know, you're not going to succeed. Plus you have to be accountable to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the biggest things and also commitment to the process. I mean, okay. So can I just stop you there? For sure. second? Because yeah. take consistent action. And I've learned that that's huge, but it's taking consistent action yeah. with money generating possible activities, not just yes. right. Yes. So, so that's true. what people get um, kind of, well, I worked really hard yesterday. Yeah, but what did you do that was... I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good point because I have people say, well, I'm, I've been really busy. I've been doing this. And then I realized, I look, you know, we kind of talk about it. And we find out that they've been scrolling on Facebook. Yes, maybe they're reaching out to a few people and finding out what they're all about or talking to people, but they're not being as effective as they could. They call those income producing at, um, activities, right? right? Yes. And so that has to be consistent. So I teach people on how to do a power hour or how to take, you know, a block of time and say, okay, if you've only got from, you know, seven to eight at night, because yes. you've got kids and you've got a full-time job, you take that hour and you make sure it's very consistent. And so we'll coach, mm -hmm. um, our teams will coach our new people on how to do that effectively how to not waste time in that one hour. Now there's also the study time. I, I separate them. So okay. if you're going to study more about how to do this business or sit on a coaching call or sit on a training call, you have to consider that as training time and then your activities separate. 
And then that's when they, because they, they overlap too much and they say, well, I've been really busy doing all that stuff. And oh, well, yeah, it's true. I mean, you, and you can't teach, you can't, um, you can bring, what do they say? You can take a horse to lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. drink. Right. So you can give them the framework. Um, Yes. All right. Well, that's going into the conversation. So you have a book creating. Yes. Yes. Tell me about your book. Um, Why would people want to buy that book? Well, it's actually kind of a due diligence guide to see if it's, it's something they want to get into. But also when they are involved with a direct sales company, this is generic. So they can use it. Anybody can use it with any company is you can say, Hey, you know what, Deborah, she, she's been in the industry for 15 years or so. She wrote this book at about year 10 and she's just, you know, kind of um, like ask questions. What if you don't like to sell, you know, questions, do I need to have business or sales skills to be successful? The misconceptions of network marketing, um, understand that you're not alone. You're not working at this by yourself. You're with other people. Mm-hmm. How to avoid high pressure sales tactics. So this way, you know, they just have a little quick guide that they can refer to. And, and then if someone asks them a question and they just say, you know, can you buy your way to the top? Mm-hmm. It's right in here. And it's like two or three, just, just like two pages, three pages. And so it's a tool for them to learn, but it's also a way to validate that the industry is, is comfortable for them to do what it is that they want to do. Now, a lot of people, when I've, you know, worked, I've interviewed so many people for this type of business model and they say, Oh, I just wasn't good at it. Or I had, a, you know, spent so much money. I felt like I had to buy the product all the time. And, or somebody kind of forced me to buy the bigger kit when I could have bought the smaller kit, things like that. I mean, all of the things that people, or I didn't like the way that my, my leader was teaching, blah, blah, blah. Those things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but they're not, does not, that does not mean everything is bad about it. I mean, right. there are billions of people around the world making very good money. There's pe- a lot of people that are making medium sized levels of money. And, and in this are making right now, that's, that's perfect. Exactly. Or they need the product. If you're in health and wellness right now, you better make sure you buy something that is immune support, absolutely making you feel better in your mind, body, your sleep, everything. And that's what I promote is is that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to have some financial security and you want to learn how to build wealth, then you can do that through here. It's just that you have to find the right people that you want to work with and keep on going. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that I tend to attract a lot of women Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have to look at the statistics out there. You know, the rate of divorce is huge. The rate of mental health is, is just skyrocketing, especially now within these economic times, we need to have people around us to support a community that are going to help us get to where we want. I have people that come to me and say, who do you know that is you know, like let's, and you do this too, because you're in relationship building. I have a great network. You have a great network. Does that mean all of the people in my network are involved with me in my business? No, absolutely not. But I can refer them to my really good contact that is a real estate investor. Like I have had people that I've just said, go and see Rasna. She's the gal to go to because she has, she's so successful. And what did she do as a real estate investor? She studied it. She started implementing it. She was an apprentice and then she started buying pro- uh, you know, properties and she did it the right way. So I recommend her because there's other people I've seen that are scammers in the industry. 
So there's this whole thing that you have to trust who it is that you're talking to. You build that relationship. And that's what you teach is, you well, know, yeah, that's the key, right? That it exactly. all comes down to like with, when you got started, you were talking with your sister. Yeah. Now sure you were skeptical, but deep down she was your sister, right? Yeah. So yes, yeah, yeah. the trust was already there. So yeah. well, this has been delightful and, and we could probably go on for hours. <laughs> um, so I may have to have you come back and we can talk about something completely different. For like, sure. Absolutely. Like, get deeper into the mindset piece. Um, I'm going to ask one last question before I let you go. And I think the question I want to ask you is what's the one um, special piece of advice that you would share with my audience that has helped you the most in your business? Oh, boy, that's a really good question. And I, it, I immediately go to dealing with my limiting beliefs. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah, because you've got to find a way to do that. If it's through reading books, if it's through hanging out with people that are really positive and, and, and having a good mentor, like whatever way that is, but, and actually, I think you need multiple ways. You know, you need to be always watching positivity. When I was in Florida, I didn't watch TV for three weeks or three months, I should say nothing. I do not listen to the news. And if I do watch anything on television, it's more like a, a really good Netflix documentary or movie or something. I don't immerse myself in crappy shit. Crappy. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> crappy stuff. It's okay. We are who we are. Yeah. Um, so, uh, limiting me. Okay. So uh, the one piece that when you said that, it's the perfect answer actually. And that's something that uh, I think I have handled until somebody calls me on something I say. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. And exactly. so I think that's really important too, that when you're that when you're coaching or being coached that that comes out so people can actually say yes you want to be around people who are positive and you want to um change your language so that it works like i have a friend who's an nlp um trainer and mm -hmm. i'll say something and she'll say janice turn that around and say so i'm still saying things in the wrong way so it's, it's learning it's, all the time that's yeah. right it's ongoing learning ongoing training so delightful yeah, thank you so much deborah for being here my pleasure so where's the best place that people can find you well, I'm on all social media. I'm, I also have my own website, DeborahMcDonald.com, which is D-E-P-O-R-A-H MacDonald, M-A-C-D-O-N-D.com. And I'm on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And so, yeah, I, I love being there. I'm, you know, I try to keep it balanced so yeah. that I'm offering value to people. Um, but yeah. So, and your book? if they wanted to buy your book. Yeah, it's also on my website. Um, you can okay. see it there. And there is a free guide also, another book that you can get, but this one is actually, I sell it on Amazon right now. So there's a link to that as well. Thank you so much. Again, Thank you, um, I really appreciate it. No, it's been delightful. It was worth waiting for because we had to put it off a little while and I appreciate it. And thank you to my audience for listening. If you like what you have heard in this conversation, please let us know by leaving a review. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. 
If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.